Hey everyone here and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. We are going through the entire discography of Metallica. This is the Rosetta Stone of Metallica criticism. I, I love these sort of song by song analysis shit, you know, I, I thrive off that. And there's a ton of Metallica podcasts out there, but I suppose our niche is we go through a slightly fine tooth comb, maybe not fine enough for some people. I think I have one, I have one iTunes review. Literally one, and Metallica Podcast have like 2,000. Shout out to those guys, of course. And the, the thing the review says is, um, Tom, I like the earlier episode. You went further in depth, three stars. And, I, you know, it's constructive, I suppose. But we're just talking about Metallica. We're uniting borders and, you know, building this sort of fan cult network. I don't know what we call it, but, you know, we worship Hetfield, we worship Hammett. Um, we worship Metallica. Brendan, how's it going? Hey, Tom, how are you keeping? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm um, good. Metallica for you, how deep are you into it? Uh, not that deep. Um, I suppose I've been into them since mid-90s, but I wouldn't okay. be one of the disciples, let's say. But I, So what was your first taste? What was the first thing you saw? Uh, Master of Puppets was the first thing I got on tape. Uh, back in the day, a friend of mine started uh, robbing people's houses. Uh, he was in secondary school, and he robbed the tape, and I got a loan off it. And that was that. So that was my first taste. What was it about the album? Um, it was very confusing at the start, to be honest with you, because uh, I was just into... I was only into music a few years. I was mm. 14, 15. I was more into football and whatnot. But uh, let's say it was... I just found it tough to decipher the songs, to be honest. I can remember making a copy of the tape and then checking both sides of the tape to see that the play and it made no sense to me. So uh, I had to tape it a few times to make sure I did it right. But... Uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed it, you know. And going through it then, from that moment you were there for what? You know, the Reload era, say Anger, etc.? Yeah, uh, let's say I got into them. I could, let's say I had no friends that were into metal, so I had to, whatever I bought, I thought I could listen to, let's say. So I had, before I saw them, I had Justice Puppets, Ride the Lightning, and I saw them on t- the Low Tour. But that's the only albums I had, and sadly, of course, they were anti-metal at that stage, so they were playing very little. They played only a couple of songs off those albums, so I was losing out, you know. Going to be going through Hit the Lights in just a moment. Very excited to get mm. to this song. Um, <laughs> as always, follow the show uh, at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, if you want to book a guest spot like Brendan today, uh, we've got loads of stuff open in the, in, the, in the P's and the R's. And, you know, whatever, hit me up if you want to come on the show. Patreon's there, iTunes, leave us a, maybe a kinder uh, review. And, yeah, the email, as I say, is there. Uh, the first one I just received from Cole Johnson today. He says, hi, Tom, love your podcast. I first got into Metallica when Load came out. I bought Cunning Stunts and heard this song in the Kilroy melody and thought, what the hell was that? Because I hadn't listened to the back catalogue yet. Later, I had some kind of Monster EP and its live version became my favourite of all their songs. Uh, this is about Hit the Lights, I should say. I finally went and bought all the back catalogue. I was thrilled to hear it at first. It's just a great, fun song. Right now, my top five are Hit the Lights, Hardwired, Master of Puppets, Spit Out the Bone, and All Nightmare Long. Anyway, keep up the great work. Thanks, Cole Johnson in Baytown, Texas. Cole, thank you so much. And yeah, I think, you know, what you're summing up is definitely what we're going to get to. I think most people in their right mind, you know, really regard Hit the Lights as a sort of minor masterpiece to a certain extent. It definitely led to me reevaluating <coughs> Load recently uh, and just being like, yo, kill them all, shit's on Load, fuck Load, anesthesia is better than anything. But, you know, I'm not dismissing until it sleeps, but... There's something about that pure oh. artistry in Anisphesia. I don't know about you. Is Anisphesia better than anything on Load? Uh, no, I don't. No. 
No, I'm not bothered with anesthesia, to be honest with you. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't really R. care R. Cliff. that much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, just, it's, it's fine. It's surprising that it's on an album. It's just, uh, it's very arty um, and just freeform. And it's fair play to them for putting on a record. I don't think it's, you know, I think it's the guy jamming out. It wouldn't do anything for me, to be honest. Tom. I, it has a lot of shape, though. It has a lot of structure. It's not just jamming. Oh no, of course it's not jamming, but it's inspired. You know, it's uh, it's fine. But no, no, I take many tracks off load before that track. Okay, okay. I'm so sure. I'm, yeah, in the, I'm in. The, I'm in the load camp. I no, 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 no. I know. Album, so, you know. I'm so. choosing to die on this hill for no reason. Like I'm just trying to antagonize the listeners. So don't take <laughs> oh, it no, personally. I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm all for the antagonism. Uh, and I want to shout out as well finally just before we get to the song um, Auraline Monroe I'm, I'm saying that definitely wrong in my garbled brummy tones but um, uh, you know they support it on the Patreon thank you so much for that as well Patreon is there uh, Alf Metallica but um, Hit the Lights w- one of the wonderful things uh, about music for me is the sort of time capsule nature is going on Spotify discovering a band like I recently got into Black Flag for example and being able to go to the most modern stuff you know not that there is very modern stuff but going back you know to Damaged and you know the Greg Ginn instrumentals and you know all that sort of stuff and you know we do it here with Metallica and there's something so brilliant about being aware at the band like Dr. Manhattan coexistently as the hardwired guys, but you can sort of see a bit of them in Hit the Lights, which was very much their debut, you know, the Metal Mania origins. This is a big song for them. Yeah. Um, no, you can see, I suppose, it popping up on the first track on the last album. Yep. It's kind of a similar kind of straight in there, no messing. Uh, it's good crack. It's a bit of fun, you know. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. I but wouldn't it- take it too seriously. No, no, the, the intro, the sort of trash canning, the false ending, the getting louder around, crashing, and you know, it feels like the end of the show at the start of the album. Yeah, yeah, but I suppose it's kind of an intro track for a show, so mm. it's kind of setting the scene, and I was just watching some live footage from the early days, and they come out, Joe you know, Hitfield doing his, he's shooting the crowd with his gun, mm. guitar kind of thing, so mm. it's a bit of fun, it's getting the, getting the kids ready for action, I suppose, the metal militia. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's kind of similar to a certain extent, to the end of Cthulhu, you know, that big sort of pomp and, you know, just the, just the way they own it, really, the character that they have, the earned glory. And then it kicks in to the main riff of Hit the Lights, which which I love. It's brilliant, don't get me wrong. It's also, Brendan, one of the most generic riffs ever. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's, in a good it's way. Major. Yeah. It's major. It's, it's fine. It's, uh, I would have thought, when I heard it first, I thought it was more of a Mustaine kind of, Mm. Uh, guitar thing it was a bit more wiry uh, yeah 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 skin, skin, of, skin of my teeth by Megadeth reminds me of it with the pedal point yeah 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 of course Hetfield wrote it and I suppose it's, it's an earlier song from his first band so god only knows yeah. what it sounded like back then it was probably even more 70s you know it's it's very you know it's that song it's, it's pretty 70s yeah you know yeah. it's kind of got that 70s vibe running through it you know yeah that leather charm I think that was leather charm yes yeah I that's... can only imagine that's where the song comes from, and yeah. I think the title was inspired. I think I read this by like a Diamond Head song that's like "Shoot Out the Lights" or or something yeah. like that. 
And, you know, everyone knows what I mean when I say this riff is generic in a good sort of way. It's just chugging on that open A. It's the chords everyone messes about with. It's those kind of, you know, just just, just reliable and, you know, proto-fresh. I listen to a lot of Dokken and George Lynch kind of has this style as well. Uh, nothing yeah. too fancy. And what I love about this song, why I think this song is so brilliant, it features solo guitar, you know, ends with like almost two minutes solo by Kirk. But it has these little breaks, these little interludes. They Five really, second bursts. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. They really invigorate the song. Yeah, to just give it a, a talk, the whole, get it ready for the next bit. It's kind of repetitive and kind of wanky to a certain extent, but it works in this song. And it, where I love it, where I think, you know, absolutely excels is the chorus and the way it kind of shifts on its heels and it becomes head banging and hip shaking at the same time it's so rhythmic yeah yeah to get a good groove on yeah the bass is pretty good in it you know it's kind of classic rhythm section kind of bass and drums kind of thing backing mm. it up so no it's a solid song definitely yeah i yeah i think i really enjoy it and hetfield's voice though he he, he screeches a lot doesn't he <laughs> he does he's pretty he's pretty high uh i was listening to did you listen to the obviously the No Life to Leather one where yes. he's even more oh he's more Robert Plant it's more Robert Plant than uh, James Hetfield but uh, soaked yeah. in <laughs> soaked in reverb that original unbelievable yeah yeah and he's he's really uh, the the yes and that are hilarious as well you gotta yeah. you gotta love the yes yeah. but even on this one it feels like he just you know hit the lights like you know he just has this odd you know Axl Rose ish lead singer ish quality. That he would yeah, grow into, yeah. but I suppose he'd yet to grow into his voice. You know, he's still there. Only kids, you know, they're yes. still uh, full of full of hormones and whatnot. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until puppets, I suppose, he kind of grew into. He's got a bit more low end going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're saying they're young, and you're right. And I mean, lyrically, the song plays like some sort of bedroom fantasy. It's uh, the lyrics are. It's like they're written by a fourteen year old. You know, yeah. it's. Uh, I yeah. I, the lyrics are hilarious you know it's uh, metal madness and fans screaming and when you start to rock we yep. never want to stop again you know it's uh it's it's pretty good we know our fans are insane yeah they are that's insane like, that's like, and it's like politically you know what i mean that's influencing consent oh it's it's ridiculous and what else have we got we got uh yeah they're gonna rip right through your brain they got lethal power yeah it'll cause you sweet pain oh sweet pain <laughs> so it's uh yeah, it's, it's 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 up there. Mm. He, he he did improve over time, you could say. And uh, the the middle riff, which again is n- nourishingly predictable, it reminds me a lot of Budgie, which Metallica yeah, obviously yeah. took it's, huge influence on. No, 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 no. Like how many fucking bands do that? Like you know. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just reeks of seventies kind of. Mm. It could be any number of seventies bands, kind of. Yeah. Midsection, yeah. you know. Definitely. But uh, it's it's good fun, and then I suppose it gets a bit heavier to back up the the solo. Yes. Solo that lasts forever, but uh... really long, really long, and it's uh, I don't know. I do like it. Like I am a bit of a Kirk hater, but I do think it's a pretty good solo. I think it it kind of justifies its worth to a certain extent. But it is I don't know how satisfied these solos have dated. Where it's literally I don't know. There is some shape to it, but not yeah, in a, not yeah. in an overall There's, sculpted. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There's not much mm. team running throat, but it's, I suppose it, it, it's similar enough to the Mustaine one. You know, let's say yeah. there's there's a bit in it that's kind of. Holy Wars kind of takes off. You know, there's a bit of Holy War solo at the end of it. Oh man, what solo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a bit of a climb up on about three forty-five on this solo that I suppose Mustaine took back for his Holy Wars bit. So, yeah. 
Which was a much better solo, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, and I think obviously you compare it to, like, say, the closing solo to Fade to Black and, you know, stuff like that. But it is, it, yeah. you know, it's a, ti- it's a time capsule. Like, you know, they, they've grown, oh, yeah. they've grew as players. Look, they were only, what, 19, 20, 18, 19, when they wrote this stuff. So, you know, the leaps they had over the next few years were, was ridiculous. Like, so it was a very good, very good starting point. It's full of energy and uh, it's a bit of fun, you know? Yeah, and we mentioned before the Metal Massacre, uh, Brian Slagle idea there. 1982, the first pressing contained Metallica as the final song. Um, mm. Obviously, their name was misspelt as well. Um, a couple of T's in there was there. Yeah, yeah, there was a few. And I, you know, I don't know if people are going to be interested in this, but I definitely want to do an episode in the future going through this album because I've not listened to it. But there's a few bands I know, like Rat is on there. And apparently there's mm. an instrumental called Octave by Avatar, which I uh, want to see. Fighting Backwards by Pandemonium's track eight as well. So maybe we'll do that. But yeah, that version. Oh, magical people need to seek out that version like you know in the same way uh beatles fans you know want the quarrymen footage that's horribly recorded from the audio you know mix on the day like this is this is the equivalent for metallica fan to see this uh you know this yeah. is really our first glimpse of them wasn't it yeah i actually haven't heard it so mm. i must check it out yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's i'm sure it's pretty magical tom it is <laughs> it is hopefully i've sold it but uh yeah <laughs> this, 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 I do agree, yeah, the solo can be a bit elongated, um, but all in all, the song whizzes by, I feel. Yeah, it, it, it's in and out. It's it's four minutes, which is, it doesn't feel like four minutes, to be mm. fair to it. Uh, well, I suppose that the intro is 35 seconds. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you, you, an intro and a solo and you're half the song there. So, But uh, yeah, no, it's in and out. It's good fun. It's, uh, it's not something I'd be bothered with. Any, it's, no, it's no. fun. I, I quite like the drums to a certain extent as well. Uh, yeah. Lars, Lars apes the riff uh, with the rhythms that you know James's guitar sort of guides, and um, I think he mentioned actually in the Mick Wall book where when he heard the original recording that I mentioned just before, uh, you know the producer commented that it wasn't tight enough, and that sort of haunted yeah. James, and you know that was his ghost, and that's what he worked on, and you know you can you can feel that in the song from there. You just feel secure uh, as a listener. You know, good stuff is coming, and he's playing. It's absolutely sublime. Uh, Cliff as well. You you can't really hear too much Cliff on this song, really. No, uh, it's, it's no, there, it's, but it's there. But I suppose it's it's sure he didn't. It wasn't involved in writing the song, and no, it was true. very similar to it, hoping without it. And it's just more classic. It's more of a classic rock thing, I suppose, really. Yeah. And it's just classic bass and drums, and it's just he's hitting the notes, he's backing it up, filling it out. But yeah, it's not. He's not doing his anesthesia or Anastasia, whatnot. No, <laughs> no which Madness. I which I've established, uh, you know, is uh, maybe slightly better than low. But there's big trash canning at the end ah. as we. Be- there's big trash canning at the end uh, as we began. Uh, this yeah. sort of descending moment. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's uh, you know a nice sort of uh, symmetrical close to it as well, and almost works on record as an intro to Four Horsemen that it goes straight into. Yeah, yeah, no, bang straight into it. I suppose it runs like a live album, you know, yeah. or live setting. You know, it's in out into the next song. Don't give him a chance to boo you. You know, let's get on to the next song. Yeah, it was uh, it remains for me a standout track from them. Uh, you know, something that I really, truly do enjoy. And what warms my heart, Brendan, is that they still play this song on tours. Still, everyone loves it, of course. Uh, yeah, I don't love it, Tom, to be honest. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'd be disappointed uh, if I turned up and I heard this song. But wow. uh, there's so many well, there's so many better songs that could be playing. I just find these songs are their taking it easy songs, you know? Um, they're not pushing themselves for these songs. 
I uh, do, you, do you find that or do you find do you know it's like when sure you've read various Metallica books you know the way they kind of they were sick of writing complicated songs after Justice and you know they were sick of having heart attacks on stage trying to remember stuff and they just go for the the handier things you know mm. but I just find it it's a bit juvenile I no yeah I appreciate that but for me that nascency is the appeal I like seeing this sort of uh, raw cut and I still think as fresh songs they're really enjoyable within the genre within the time like I think yeah. they age age quite well and yeah I, I get what you're saying they're sort of basic cruise control songs but I don't yeah. know there's a, there's a lot of a lot of heart behind them so yeah I am I'm quite a big fan of uh, hit the lights I did open it up to at Metallica Pod on the Twitter. Uh, this is just recent, just before I went on air. So Alex saying dumbest lyrics written by Metallica, but one of their best songs. Yeah. I think. I think. Uh, that's, that's I don't know if you can have the dumbest lyrics ever in one of their best songs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bit of a juxtaposition, but uh, yeah, okay. No, it's it's fun. It, the music is fun. The lyrics mm. are just idiotic, you know. I think that's fair. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We'll right. have to. Yeah. Okay, let's kick some ass tonight. Um, definitely. Let's so. kick some ass tonight, Tom. You know, it, it, it works to live by. Luke on the Twitter as well. Uh, classic tune, full of energy and freshy as fuck. Thank you, Luke. Um, let's see what other people were saying. There's some gifts here of Kirk that I'm whizzing by. Uh, if the Metallica story, in, this is Danny Santana saying, in terms of official albums anyway, begins with Hit the Lights and ends with Spit Out the Bone, I'd say that's one hell of a story. Yeah, um, <laughs> spit out the bone is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is spit out the bone. You know, I think mm. spit out the bone. Is, yeah, I think spit out the bone is genuinely brilliant. Um, it's the best thing. Like if the whole last album was just spit out the bone repeated as just spit out the bone for twelve songs, it would have been <laughs> ridiculously good. But um, it, this song is fine. Yeah, Tom, you're not going to get me to say it's brilliant. You know, I know, I know you're pushing <laughs> the Twitter half. Yeah. Twitter have yeah, but I, yeah, but look, Metallica fans, you know they're yeah, they're a funny bunch, you know. Um, let's face it. <laughs> so uh, we will uh, close up with a few quickfire questions. Actually, just before I do, uh, yeah. just, just for you and the fans, uh, just felt obviously fans on the website as always. Hit the lights, been performed two hundred and eleven times, which is actually a bit fewer than I thought. That kind of shows that it mm. wasn't on a lot of tours. March fourteenth, nineteen eighty two, in Anaheim was where they debuted it. Last performed yeah. May 7th, 2018. So what's that, like a few months before we recorded this in Stockholm, Sweden? Yeah. I, you know, I can't imagine they're not going to do it. As you say, it's a kind of cruise control song, which makes sense in the, the you know, the closing encore section that I think it resides, you know, certainly later in the set. Um, yeah. Disappointing, Tom. Disappointing way to go home. All the, it's to put in, what, what else would they put in? I was watching one of the gigs lately and I think they had this and they had Nothing Else Matters in the encore. Mm. And it was just like... Uh, Jesus, you know. Wow. Would you be happy with that? Uh, I yeah, I'd like to see something else rather than nothing else matters, but I do like yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a fine song, but you know, it's, it's an autopilot song. Let's talk favourite songs as we get into the questions. Uh, what's your favourite Metallica, what's your favourite Metallica song? I, uh, I don't know. You know, it'd be something mm. off Puppets or Justice. They'd be my favourite albums. What's the one? Uh, what's the one? What's, what's the, the one? gut saying? Uh, maybe Disposable Heroes. Mm. I would just pick Fine. that. Just from remember listening to that a lot on tape and forward forwarding to that track in yeah. particular. Yeah. Um, your favourite member? Um, don't really have one. Maybe Lars or James. I suppose James, growing up, uh, just going by the lyrics, especially a couple of albums I was mad into. Uh, it just seems 
the lyrics are fascinating. The mm. lyrics were brilliant. Uh, maybe then once you find out about him, he was just a bit of a drunken, a drunken twat at times, you know, Sam. So uh, I, I suppose he'd lean towards more Lars, to be honest with you. He just seems like uh, you have to admire his, his drive and I suppose you'd just have a bit more in common with Lars, wouldn't you? I think that's fair, yeah. I think he's more approachable, mm. more human. Yeah. yeah. But no, James seems like a, a nice guy. He seems to have, since he gave up the booze, he's he's become the man you thought he was, I suppose, when yeah. you listen to some of his lyrics back in the day. Um, he's kind of just matured and yeah, just, just matured, basically. Yeah, he got solo for the fans. That's what it feels like. Yeah, fair play to him. Your uh, favourite album by the band? Um, Justice. Yeah, Justice. Yeah. Over uh, Puppets? Yeah. Over Puppets, yeah. I know Puppets mm. is the better album. Uh, if I was going to tell a person to listen to my, sure. one Metallic album, I'd pick Puppets. But no, just, yeah, just, I have a, have a, have a love for the, uh, the Justice. Just the, it's, it can be, a, it can be just being a tough listen to get into. It just, it was one of the first metal albums I got, I suppose. Mm. And uh, it was just a tough listen. And it's just, you know, the cover reflects the music kind of thing. It's very grey, very, oh, yeah. it's, it's a grind. yeah. Yeah, it's just a real mm. grind. And it just feels like you've you've uh, you've done something, had a tough listen. and It, it feels you know, awful. It feels terrible <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> no, I, I just... Oh, no, I love it, but yeah. I love it. You know, yeah. you know I just really enjoyed the, the harshness of it, you know? Mm. Uh, finally, uh, final question. If you were to do a Alpha Metallica style podcast about a band, what, what's a band you could do it about? Uh, probably Paradise Lost. Okay, I don't know. know that, you, I don't know that band. You no. don't know Paradise Lost, oh, man. Um, yes, Tom, you'll have to look up Paradise yeah, Lost. So check out their Icon album. It's very good. Or else okay. Therapy. So probably Paradise Lost. Paradise um, Lost. Okay, so cool. Yeah, I think there's going to be no other. competition uh, to do that. But maybe I'll, let's have a look. Actually, what do they have on Spotify? Uh, they have a lot on Spotify. They have 170,000. Yes, yeah, so they do have a big audience on Spotify. So yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Okay, Paradise Lost. Uh, I'm being naive there. <laughs> Yeah, Tom, you're a big cut there. Yeah, listen to Icon, you know. Okay, I definitely will. A good album. Okay. Uh, Well, this has been great, man. Uh, Of course, you know, in terms of Hit the Lights, please get at me down below. Let me know what you think of the song uh, on Twitter as well, at MetallicaPod. Patreon's there, iTunes is there. Um, Brendan, anything for yourself? Anything you'd like to promote? No. No, Tom. I have nothing to sell. I have nothing to say. No, <laughs> I'm on Twitter the odd time. Yeah, no, no, I don't mean like that. No, I just I don't have any. I have no uh, fanware. No, 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 I've got no. Of course, man, it's not a necessity. You know, just uh, no. out of interest sometimes. I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the chance to advertise. Yeah. but no, I've, I've not. I've nothing to sell. Okay, but Somet- thank you. Sometimes cool movie blogs come out and shit. So you know, I'm just yeah, no, no, gold, but... no, no, nothing there. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, as always, thank you, um, you know, everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Got loads of really cool episodes coming up, actually, as always. What do we have? Uh, Holier Than Now is going to be next week. Uh, Then The House That Jack Built, I Disappear, Ice Tunny. It's going to be... (laughs) I Disappear, Tom. I Disappear is coming up in like three weeks, man. Oh, man. That is... That is going to be a fun one, yeah. That is, uh, you know, a lot of people love that song. A lot of people despise it. (laughs) It's terrible. I'll just put that much in. Um, Okay. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we've got all that stuff coming up. We've got pretty much the whole year booked up on the show. So, thank you as always to the guests. Brendan, especially yourself, man. Thank you again. Thanks, Tom. I'm sure. I'm sure you enjoyed it. (laughs) 